0: welcome to inside the firm i am your only true host today because i have on pella luxury division uh polo lance has nothing on because you know what normally it's It's friday neck
1: is it a v-neck yeah it's a
0: v-neck for all you listening in the radio it's just his birthday suit okay that's what he's wearing um don't even try to go to youtube and look nope check it out just believe al and watch it but anyway, since I'm wearing the official inside the firm pullover, I'm the host today. And as wow, a host, congratulations. today, congratulations! thank you. Thank you. I want to tell you about, man, being prepared. Uh, and if you're listening to this around the time that uh, the date that it aired, you know, Russia, 22422 22 is uh, the recording date. Yeah. Russia is currently invading Ukraine. Uh, and it reminds me, it reminds me of a lot of stuff, but one is always be prepared Uh, not that Ukraine could have an army the equal of Russia or anything like that, but I was looking at the rest of Europe's and I know that Europe countries, and I know this is going on a tangent and their military strength does not even combine to match Russia's military strength and to go full tangent. Oh my God. (laughs) What I mean is that the world, the world could be in financial craziness for a while. Uh, turmoil is the word I would use turmoil turmoil and it, you might want some stability sure and what we've been saying for a while was be prepared for this mm-hmm. and how we were saying to do that is extend some of your projects that are within your uh, repertoire let's say home building and build them so now if it started last month or in a month and it was financed you're carried through a year of this crazy turmoil turmoil that may or may not happen. We don't know yet, literally unfolding as we speak. And if you wanna know more about that, you go to architectsguide2.com, architectsguide2.com. That's the one I'm reading today.
1: Check that out. I'll tell where you I'll tell you where else you need to go to be prepared. RCAT, as more businesses and tenants demand green design in their buildings, LEED <clears throat> certification is more important than ever. And while RCAT is known for being red, they can help you go green. Arcat provides thousands of lead reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help make you make the green choice that's right for your project. Head over to arcat.com and find the information you need for lead. That's arcat.com, A R C A T.com. Check them out. You're also going to need to go over to PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. I want you to take a look at the the brands that they have over there because you have never experienced a brand like them before. The collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of the industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. Today, please check out that link because they support us. If you check out that link, you are supporting us and they support
0: us as well. All right. I have an article to go over. It's about housing and all that. It's an opinion (laughs) piece on Oregon Live dashboard. We're going. We're blinking. Yep, we're good. Okay. So, I have an opinion piece from oregonlive.com. It's called Opinion: The Downside of Portland's Midas Touch in Housing. And I wanted to read a few excerpts to you, Lance, and get your uh your reaction. Okay. What's 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 the Midas touch again? Can you remind me? You no, know what? I don't I I think it's it doesn't really talk about that. I think they're just referencing like the quali- the Midas touch of the tires? Oh, okay. Like... Sorry to go tangent. I'm just curious. Yeah. Literally, they don't even explain it. That okay. Well. Okay. So, <clears throat> here's the first thing to react to. Our housing supply problems began with our outdated, outmoded land use planning system, which was designed by young baby boomers in the 1970s. The systems we've inherited promised a system of well-defined community plans and a 20-year supply of developable land inside a flexible urban growth boundary
1: oh this is so important is this regarding P- portland yeah oh perfect because i just want to reemphasize everybody what portland did is they put a ring around the city a developmental
0: ring right yeah but i think he's talking about even like before that in the 70s is that basically you yeah because plan- yeah. they, they didn't do it until the 90s right. yep okay here's every lookout probably five years before it gets filled out like how do we plan for the next 20 years right um so that we would avoid the housing calamities of our neighbors in California where housing production is anemic and a medium home price of over 800000 That's a key line. Housing uh, production is anemic. In theory, infrastructure is built in <clears throat> Oregon to accommodate new development, and developers can proceed without concerns of NIMBY objectors. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think you really need to react to that. I'm not in practice <laughs> land use system has been manipulated so that NIMBY objections are raised to a regional level blocking, mm-hmm. not just neighborhood housing develops developments, but regional housing production. Yep. So a little like my side reaction to that. Did I tell you Tesla is doing that Germany plant? No, making, making a plant in Germany, hmm. uh, Gigatech, gigatech giga Germany. And then, once they were like in the in the project phase, then they started building a battery plant next to it, and basically the, the planning department said, you know, that puts you back six months. Nothing we can do about it. <clears throat> we got eight hundred comments from people, concerns, and they literally say, and we have to thoroughly investigate each comment. It's like, how much did you say? What did you say? How many? Thoroughly how much? No, no. no no how, how many? Eight hundred. Oh my god. Eight hundred comments. So this they have way, to thoroughly investigate each one. Each, yep. And this is where we're getting at. Rather than just like dismissing them, like just think about the word thoroughly investigate. Like you can thoroughly investigate anything, especially if you're an academic. Like one person, there was a development.
1: The toilet paper roll is uh, not being fulfilled in my powder room. I'm gonna thoroughly investigate.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean, like this might sound crazy, but I think this is the level of literally gridlock that you can get to mm-hmm. there was a development in longmont and one of the comments was this wasn't even this was our project but but it was before we got it that, oh yeah yeah that uh rich people and poor people never mix this project you know is, is going to be terrible because of that and they thought that they were the rich neighborhood and that the new development was a poor neighborhood but really it was the opposite like the new neighborhood was going to be way more rich literally
1: than- and this was uh three four years ago to put it yep. in perspective i think like the ho- the houses were projected to be like 1.5 or something like that. yeah so 1.5 million so
0: yeah yep the the new ones yep so and what the, the existing ones are under a million like, yep so what happened was like city the city uh reverers don't even have to personally respond to each comment um and they didn't and, which was good and we actually know that like it was literally just dismissed like we're not even addressing this comment. We're not even going to acknowledge it. right. But <clears throat> this is the only example I can give. But you could see how. You know what? Not that a city would do this, but you might be surprised. Um, let's investigate. What? What is? Uh, what are the social economic dynamics between a rich neighborhood and a poor neighborhood, and how does that affect this project? And what can we do to mitigate that? Like, you could do a year long study on that. You could literally put a grad student on that, and it's like, <coughs> what if you have eight hundred comments? And you have to thoroughly respond and investigate each one, and have and like literally, what if your code says each comment the city must provide a response to, and that kind of comment from the city from a, a person, which was dumb, like this is of no concern to us, <laughs> like. And then that person's going to be back like, you didn't address my comment. Like, right. And you just go back and forth. And then you got to think about the
1: trolls too. So like when they ever have these hotlines about certain things, yep. you know, there's people that get together
0: and they just clog the system up yep. with nonsense. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm moving on. Um, but like people should be aware of that. Uh, going down in the article, this is saying for apartment developers to switch from two story garden apartments to five story structures, because we're talking about how do we not have these huge price you know, like how do we bring housing prices down? Um, this requires rents that are approximately 50% higher moving beyond five stories requires steel and concrete and mass Tim or mass timber construction resulting in another uh, height rate of 50% higher. Yeah, yeah, These buildings are made out of more substantial bi- uh, materials. They're harder to build. This they're is more speaking, complex.
1: This is speaking to what you've been, I think w- one of the points you made a while back was it was exactly that. Like this idea that infill is going to be cheaper is silly because of all the infrastructure of the buildings it's take t- itself it takes to put in like all the concrete. Yep. And stuff.
0: Yep. And like if that, parking, if that neighborhood was meant for 50 units per acre and now you want to put 150, oh, do you have to redo the line, that the power line, the sewer line that goes there? And then now you have to rip up, you know, replacement costs more than just a, a new build yeah. doing it from the start. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, next, next paragraph, the potential for housing demand in the suburbs is enormous, but is being suppressed by regulations. According to industry experts, there is a 20 to one land price differential on either side of the urban growth boundary. The two remember this is Portland, uh, but we have this in Boulder Longmont, this area too. Uh two story construction on one side of the road uh, farms with grass seeds and strawberries on the other. An appropriate reform of our land use system would recognize this gross misallocation of resources and devote more land to human habitation without guilt. That I just added that. Sorry. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that reform could still prevent the high, preserve the high value vineyard vineyards and farms that we all cherish, while at the same time creating new corridors for growth, creating new housing options for Oregon's, Organians. Or- Oregonians. Our- Oregonians. Thank you and new employment opportunities for skilled trade workers. Yeah.
1: I mean, we've been, we've been, I like this. Obviously, I, I'm aligning with this opinion. It's hard for me to not, um, because I just think it's another, like, what, what is the evil of just
0: exploring this option? Well, <clears throat> we'll be uh, just in mile after mile of driving through suburbia, right? Yeah. Where is, is one, somebody yep. would say, sure where we want that broken up by farmland for the pleasure of our eyes, right? Okay, if you're not going to cap population growth, then people are going to be driving outside of that, which is going to make traffic even worse because now they're driving farther and polluting the earth more and less. they have electric cars that are only nuclear or battery, right? So you're not really solving that problem. Now you're like, I mean, everyone should know gas prices can really hurt when you have to drive to work a long ways, then <clears throat> what you're also doing when you're doing that too, you're literally raising, like you're raising rent, you're, you're reducing competition. So you're making it more expensive. So is it, if you already, have, this is what I feel. People who already have their houses do not see this concerned. I'm, I'm going to vote for this and make it like this. And literally got mine. everyone's, everyone's rent will literally go up yep. $200 a month and that's worth it because I want this little bit of space between me and someone else, because that's the way it was when I grew up. Not, not in and, my backyard. Yep. So <laughs> I think people, again, I'll, I harp on this. They don't know the unintended consequences of their decisions. They don't know what, I don't know what Even if they
1: using. do. I, well, I don't even know if it's that they don't know. I just think, uh, they don't even acknowledge
0: that there is such thing as, as an
1: unintended consequence. Yes.
0: yes. Yes. And here's another thing, like the prairie dogs, which everyone jokes about, but will literally stop development. It's like, okay, you want to save the prairie dogs? I got that. Yeah. Now you're saying people can't live here. So what are we deciding? What prairie are we dogs doing? versus people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I have some good news if you're kind of done for yeah. transition. So, so, uh, Great opinion piece, um, but uh, one of the local policies that we're seeing right now, so if you're on the YouTube, you're probably seeing this pulled up on my screen. It's an article by CPR, Colorado Public Radio. Colorado could ban slow-growth policies as GOP and liberals team up with the house. So this is a bipartisan bill um, that I thought was a really good uh, indicator of hopefully, hopefully— maybe Colorado could lead the way. Look, Colorado led the way with legalization of cannabis— um it's debatable whether that was good or bad depending on what side of the political spectrum you're on right now. But uh just financially speaking and just freedom speaking, I, I think it was I think it was a good a good way forward and and we've we were technically the first state in the union to pass it, not to ratify it into law, but to pass it cuz Oregon was right behind us, something like that. I can't remember the order of it. Either way, one of the leaders. So maybe Colorado can also lead the way with this housing crisis, right? So back to the article. Colorado cities would be banned from passing slow-growth and anti-growth laws under a proposal that gained some bipartisan support in a surprising committee hearing Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon meaning like around the February 8th. The bill, which is sponsored by two Republicans, would forbid municipalities from enacting new limits on the number of residential units that can be built each year. State Senator Julie Gonzalez, a Denver Democrat, crossed the aisle to help the bill survive its first hearing. This is not a party issue. I love this. This is not. This is something we're grappling with as Coloradans. Beautiful, said Gonzalez, uh, chair of the State Veterans and Military Affairs Committee. The committee is often known as the Kill Committee, and the odds of a Republican proposal originally seemed slim, but an unusual coalition of conservative property rights advocates and liberal urbanites came together to support the proposal. It's to my surprise... As a lifelong Democrat that I'm calling in support of a Republican-sponsored bill, said Sandy Weathers, a resident of Lakewood, adding that the voter-approved growth limit there was driving her friends out of the city. And
0: what that—can can you talk about what that was? Yep. So there was a vote in Lakewood that basically said, uh, we want to limit the growth of all new construction of residences to 1% of the population right now. So if you have 100 people in Lakewood, which they have 100,000 at least, it can be uh, 101,000 the next year. Yeah. And then it would be 101,100 the next year. So you're adding 1,100 the, the second year. <clears throat> but the problem is like the birth rate is 3%. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the migration... Just everybody migrating yep. here, like in. I mean, I don't mean like uh, crossing the border. I mean, uh, people from California, New York, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Chicago. I just met a couple from Chicago last yesterday who's moved to Longmont. Uh, back to the article. I've witnessed what happens when you have zero multifamily units that are going to be built in a neighborhood that desperately needs it. She said. The afternoon debate focused on how and whether Colorado cities should, should be able to limit their grow- own growth and development. The hearing wrapped up without a vote, but Gonzalez's support means that the measure is poised to fa- pass at a future meeting and potentially proceed to a full vote behind before the Senate. Um, the reality is, no matter how much money this body decides to pour into affordable housing efforts, if local governments continue to enact mm. anti-growth initiatives and unreasonable zoning policies like Mr. Gore went over, We are not going to construct the additional housing units we need to make Colorado affordable again. And Wow, thinking about consequences. Wasn't that
0: a holistic thought process? Like, good job. Yes, because not only... Okay, let's say someone thinks like, oh, you can still make some housing because we have the affordable housing fund. That fund comes, well, at least here in Longmont, from the developers. So like, if you have less and less development, you have less and less development for affordable housing. Not, at least to say, competition to keep the housing price is reasonable.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll keep track of that. I hope I hope it goes forward. I hope it passes, and I hope they... Um, I'm usually not about... The only thing I like, uh, the only thing that should be banned is banning, banning, right? And that's literally what they're doing is they're banning, banning. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. So uh, anyway, good, good optimistic stuff. Yep. I, I just
0: read down, we won't go into it, but um, Boulder th- did the same thing. Golden had a... S- similar cap so there's at least three cities right there yep uh boulder single family home prices today are the highest on the front range with a medium house going for seven hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> so expensive so, that's so expensive <laughs> <laughs> this is your normal houses but and they're that, not I'm even
1: i'm telling you they are nothing special for that price it, no in every single way there's nothing special about them nope yeah. you know where the special houses are where uh, outside of city limits, like mine, where we got to build what we wanted, ah. you know? Anyway, uh, okay. you are going to talk about something yeah. I don't even know
0: about. Uh, why not to purchase an industry email list? Oh, yeah. Now I know yeah. what you mean. The
1: one we were thinking about doing, yeah? No, well. We were yeah, thinking about doing one. Yeah, but
0: we didn't. Did we do that? No, no.
1: We decided, we said no.
0: We decided, so you can buy an email list of architects, of developers, of contractors. I think at, I know at one point, at one point we bought one for contractors, right? And the reason why we haven't utilized it, we basically threw that 50 or hundred dollars down the drain was my thought was, Hey, now I have these lists. I'm going to email them, look at their website, find out like what they're about And doing dedicated email to that group. Oh, wow. Like a more personalized one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I never had the time for that. Ah, that's a lofty goal you had there, Mr. Gore. So Lance, I was going to say, I don't know if you've been getting these, but I actually just got an email from you responding to all. I've been getting at least once a day. I'm not kidding you. Once a day. uh, Inquiry for them to help on estimating services. Yep. So apparently all these companies, the reason why not to buy an email list is because they're selling it to everyone else too. So you're not unique and special. You're just like, not only were you just initially spamming, like now a whole bunch of people are spamming spamming. And I don't know if that crosses people's minds. Like there's a reason why it's only a hundred dollars for 10,000 emails. It's because they're selling it to a hundred other people. So now, when you put in their inbox, if it's the same, like, I don't even read these anymore, but like, they're basically the same thing. We yeah. Yeah. To it's awesome. just a canned thing. It's just, text. I respond unsubscribe. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just. I know. I
1: know. You're like, you're like, it's like my wife. My wife was like, you respond to the, uh, the people who are trying to get your, whatever kind of business from you know, LinkedIn when your voice, I'm like, yes. And then I push the podcast or I push some other thing, you know, yeah. I've, I've, lately it's been, uh, do you need help with a new business? Blah, blah, blah. You know, something like that. And I'm like, actually, if you would subscribe to Fishing with Lance, I need a thousand
0: subscribers on YouTube to get monetized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. So. Do it. Go subscribe. <laughs> um, and anyways, <laughs> if you ever were going to do it, like the only way to do it is to make your emails unique, add images to it, all that, um, but takes up a lot of time. Yep.
1: Yep. I got it uh let's see here lean and mean this okay. is a good one so uh on last week's episode mr al gore had an excellent idea of we should sit down together and we should just go through a bank state so we, basically most of our financials are run through one one bank account per company uh, There's savings and stuff but most of the transactions right checking and then the other one is a credit card right <clears throat> because uh th- we're responsible with the credit card you know we pay it off every month and we get the points and then we hopefully go to the AIA this this summer basically free. So um we did that we sat down it took a half hour now we have a plan of action. Uh this kind of is piggybacking on top of uh, Frank Collada's question about what what we should do cuz that's where it came from right? Yep. It was like what should you do to prepare for again maybe these uncertain times that are coming up? Uh we we I th- we think a downturns coming it has to. There's yep. there's no way it can't. I really think this is something everybody should do, uh, as soon as they're done, like they should schedule it, even if it's them sitting down by themselves. And you might think, oh, I know exactly how much money I spend on everything. There was stuff that we were surprised about. I think we'll
0: save at least 200 to a thousand dollars a month, which is a pretty big swing. Yeah. It just depends. It depends how much we can consolidate. I think Adobe for stuff. sure a minimum of a minimum of 200 bucks yep. is what we identified. Yep. There's some, uh, quick, quick, payments. It's like, are we doing it wrong? Can we do it differently? Yeah. Can we, you know, like what, what's the cheaper way to do it? Um, and then, uh, then there was at least three or four like random ones like, Oh, we don't need this. What we'll get rid of this. What is this? Yep. Um, anyways, $12,000 a year is, is nice <laughs> to have exactly. to save. Yep. That's a big deal.
1: That's, uh, what could you put that in? That that's if you um, that's rent,
0: maybe. But that's rent. Yep, that's uh, paying off a vehicle. That's a vehicle. Two
1: computers, three computers, maybe.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Revit subscriptions. Yep. You go to revitrockship.com. There you, you go. go. To architectsguide2.com. You could afford the courses. Yeah, I won't wow. even cost you nearly that. All much. that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, something else I wanted to touch base about today was. So we are, right now, as of today, F9, I think, is about 12 years old. Somewhere right around there. And uh, we are a staff of 10. And one of the things that we've been trying to do is get the get a nice layered cake going with the firm. So Alex and I are sort of the top frosting layer, right? I'm the cherry. He's like the sprinkles, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But then you have to have these layers, right? So it is a hierarchy, in a sense, of you have entry-level people, you have different levels of of staff, junior staff, senior staff, we've got all that. But when you're doing the layering, I think one of the struggles for me has been so far is like, who is probably best to lead in certain ways? Who's best to lead if they are helping out with a construction project? Who is best to lead just by themselves? Who is best to lead another entry-level staff employee? Who's best to lead a, a meeting without me? But uh, that's all within the cake, right? Because like Alex and I are just... If we're just the frosting, we can't be the rest of the cake. Yep. So the fondant. So what you, so if you're in the same kind of position as... Uh, yeah, the fondant. If you're in the same position as, as us and or you're in the future gonna, going to be and you're like, yeah, I just want to have... It would be nice if I could just get to a, a firm size of five. Call it five. Sure. It's big enough for me, right? I just want to be able to have some entry-level staff, some medium staff, and then me. You got to look for... I think it's you need to be hyper vigilant about traits that each one exhibits, and you have to be willing to test those traits. So maybe you're giving somebody, when you're senior staff members, basically a new employee, saying like, "Here's how, here's how I want the interaction to go for the first month, six months." Is I don't I I only want you to come to me, senior staff person, with the toughest questions, ones that you can't answer, you you cannot answer them everything else i need you to that you would normally ask me just because you're it's a comfort thing i need you to stop that and you're going to have to like level up okay. and then i need you to administer the work that i bring in to this uh lower lower level staff person that it might it might be a disaster it might be a not a disaster but it might not go as smooth as you might think but that's part of the lesson that you have to learn. And you can only do that through some trial and error. Right. Then there's just, so that's the whole, that's I think one of the hardest ones is like figuring out who can actually manage who, because some of the things that I'm getting back feedback on is like, um, just some complaints, you know? And it's like, Oh, I forgot. Like your perspective is different because you maybe don't have as many life experiences. You did. You didn't have. You don't have children yet, so mm. your patience level isn't bigger. Your bandwidth isn't there yet, and you're not. Recog- and you're not also remembering that you were once a entry level person, and that I had to have a ton of patience with you at yep. the beginning.
0: Yep. The other thing I'd say too is, um, I don't know if you can catch all of what someone needs to grow in the f- in. I, you can't when you're hiring someone. Oh, exactly. Like it's really a gamble. Yep. yep. But that's why if you have multiple people, like you have to be willing to give everyone a shot. Yeah. Because if you give everyone the shot, you can see the different reactions.
1: Exactly. Yep. So you got to give everybody. So if you're, if you're thinking about how do I start making layer in the cake, it's about giving people different chances at doing different things. Maybe it's a going to a sales meeting on with you, then maybe on their own. Um, holding conducting client meetings, you do one with them then, and you kind of shut up during the meeting and just watch how they conduct it. Mm -hmm. See how that, see how that goes. How do they manage a project? How do they manage clients? How do they manage other employees? And give, put some kind of time frame on it, you know, three months, six months, and then reevaluate and know that, don't get tied to the idea of, oh good, finally I'm, not responsible for employee A starting out from scratch my senior level employee is going to be 100% responsible for them you might have to step back in and realize the employee that you gave a shot to is maybe not a good manager as far as people go and you have to end up managing them yep. but what but what is their other roles that they could fill that would alleviate that would allow you to be more hands on with the entry level employee yep yeah, absolutely. So it just doesn't go as as smoothly as you as you think. I think that's. I'm just trying to give that perspective. Like, it's we're still trying to wade through it and figure out how to sort out the whole thing out, um, while at the same time trying to keep up with the inflation and not losing
0: people and all that. Yeah, that's tough. Well, you know what? Let's go with something a little bit more lighthearted, <clears throat> and that's Nick with Nick Reads. All right.
1: Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. I am a Canadian, free to speak without fear, free to worship in my own way, free to stand for what I think right, free to oppose what I believe wrong, or free to choose those who shall govern my country. This heritage of freedom I pledge to uphold for myself and all of mankind. John G. Diefenbaker Lance I can only assume we're recording one day early, because you'll be off fishing and filming for your YouTube channel.
0: And I cannot wait to watch the latest episode of Catchy with Lance Keiko.
1: Toodles. Catchy with Lance
0: Keiko. You are so correct. Uh, (laughs) Nick. Nick. is, Is that what you're doing? What? Tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to Florida. Okay, that's what I thought too. It just why is it not in my calendar? Doesn't matter. Yes, he will be filming another episode of Catchy, Catch him on. See? See how catchy it is see, it's Catch so, him it's on so YouTube.
1: Catchy. It's so catchy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You you can No, I would. You can still you can still switch.
1: <laughs> it's still possible. Yeah. There's no
0: penalty. There's no penalty. You're I've still looked young. into it. Still young. Yep. Yep. We'll um, have to see. So yeah, that's it. Everyone, thank you for listening. Um, again, if you are interested in Revitic, Revit... Sorry, Architect 2 Builders. It's at architectsguide2.com. Go check it out. There's a segment in there. It's money back guaranteed. But go find the segment that talks about the five meetings you need to set up. You need to set for yourself to become a contractor. Skip to wherever that is. Watch that. If, if you don't like it, just ask for your money back. But there's no time like the present to get prepared Go check it out, architectsguide2.com.
1: If you like this episode, please leave us a comment, like on the YouTube, subscribe, leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and we will see you next week.